Hello, everybody. This is Matt Rinke, the founder of Illumination Wealth and the host of the Owner's Equity Podcast. I am really excited today to be sharing with you nine key lessons from the first nine interviews that I had the privilege of conducting with some fantastic rock star entrepreneurs and human beings that uh, operate extremely successful businesses, are always willing to give back to the community, and shared some golden nuggets for us as business owners, entrepreneurs, and uh, family-focused people. So I wanted to jump in and share these nine lessons and give a little context regarding why they said what they said. So let's get to it and, uh, and discuss. So the first lesson that was a common theme throughout many of these interviews was using data and not emotions to make decisions. Now, most of these business owners, if not all of them, have in their own business set up key performance indicators, KPIs. These KPIs guide them to knowing whether their business is on track in reaching their goals or not. And several of our uh, business owners operate in what I would call a you know, less technology-enabled uh, environment, more old school. But by using different software, by setting up KPIs, they were enabled to enhance efficiencies and increase profitability inside their company by using this data. This means they were getting out of their gut instincts, which is okay to have as a business owner, but when you measure things, you can actually then change things and get different results. In addition to that, we had another business owner share a fantastic story about their client. Their client was making decisions regarding key marketing and advertising spend. Now, due to the coronavirus, things were shifting within their company, and they were going to stop spending in a certain area to market within their business. But when they were able to show their client the data, the facts of how this area of spend was driving business and driving results, the client was getting was able to you know, eliminate that emotional decision to say, let's cut all spending and focus on the things that are working. So when we can get this data in front of our face, when we can eliminate the emotion from our decision-making, we're typically going to be put in the right direction, which means increased profitability, increased effectiveness, and increased results. That was a key theme that came up numerous times throughout the owner's equity interviews. Number two, do the right thing plus one with company culture. One of our owner's equity interviews core values is do the right thing plus one. It's not just about doing the right thing. It's about doing the right thing, but going above and beyond the call of duty. Now, this was a common theme in all of these companies. They were always there to do the right thing and then some, even in difficult times. Now, with COVID showing up and the coronavirus, many companies, even our interviewees' businesses, were completely impacted. And so how did this materialize within their own companies? Well, one of the companies laid off a significant amount of employees, but they left their doors open to the office for even those terminated employees to come back and use their facilities safely in a way that can help them be productive and grow and be a part of the company culture. In addition, business owners were checking in with those laid off employees and having them part of ongoing company meetings 
to stay in the loop regarding what was going on during this period of time because their intent was to bring them back when they had the financial means and the resources to do it. So do the right thing plus one with your company culture. Your employees are your most valuable asset. So if you can create that culture of trust and transparency and vulnerability, you are going to thrive and succeed because you're gonna be an employer that attracts key A players along the way. And there were many other key shares that companies and these uh, business owners that we interviewed did along the way to keep their company culture alive. They would send care packages to their employees despite working remotely. They were doing online happy hours and yoga sessions. They were doing many different things to keep the culture alive at the company despite being remote and despite the stressors of the coronavirus. So some really great nuggets from these business owners regarding their own company culture. Another thing that we saw within these, uh, within these business owners was that they would create healthy routines. They would do the things that they needed to do to get them in the right mindset to stay healthy during what was a difficult time over the past few months with the pandemic. Many people were no longer going to their offices. Their gyms were closed. Things were happening that prevented them from perhaps moving forward and growing personally and professionally during this. But these business owners focused on other things. They found new ways to create healthy routines. They didn't just sit on the couch being lazy, wearing their pajamas all day. They would get dressed up. They would wear the same clothes that they would on a typical workday to get them in the right frame of mind. They would do their workouts from home. They would be having certain conversations with their employees to ensure that they had healthy routines in place to deal with the changes and the stressors of being working remote and some of the stress from business as it impacted their economic uh, and their financials. So create those healthy routines, create those healthy habits, both personally and professionally, that, get, that has dramatic effects on your own ability to be effective in your business. Another thing that showed up, a common theme during this environment, was what one entrepreneur said calling be scrappy. And don't be afraid to give away value. What does be scrappy mean? Well, when the coronavirus pandemic hit, many companies had to scale back on their you know, employees or they scaled back on what they were spending. And this had a ripple effect across many different businesses. But the way that this, these business owners were communicating to their employees and their team was just because you have a certain job description doesn't mean that's your whole job during this period of time. Now, they wanted their employees to be scrappy. If there was ways to add value to their clients, if there was ways to sell more to their clients, everybody had a specific job was to help the company grow. And they weren't just because they weren't in sales or customer service doesn't mean that they weren't trying to create a better client experience or they weren't there for the company to try and enhance and grow sales. Everyone, all hands were on deck and they had to be scrappy to claw and tooth and nail and fight through this environment. And in another way, many companies were doing things to give away value, to help during this period of time. They weren't just saying, oh, let me get a sale and that's the only way I'll work with you. Other companies, other customers were having difficulty too. And so they were giving away value. They were going above and beyond doing the right thing plus one. They were offering pro bono services to some of their clients who were impacted deeply in this environment. So by giving, 
by being there for their clients and customers when they were needed most, even though it might not have been at the highest dollar sale along the way, they were able to enhance retention, help their customers get through this difficult period of time, which in the long run was also going to help their businesses grow. So be scrappy and don't be afraid to give. Give, give, give. Read the book, The Go-Giver, just in that regard. So another thing is that issues in business are healthy, but you need to have a structure and grow from them. You need to have a structure to address them and grow from them. Now, many of these business owners have implemented their own version of an operating system, how they communicate, how they process issues. And so companies that are open to seeing their issues or seeing their failures or seeing their errors and breakdowns is good, but they need to have a structure to address them, identify them, to discuss them, and then to solve them. And one of our interviewees was uh, is a founder of a company that implements the Entrepreneur Operating System, EOS. A key part of the EOS system is to identify, discuss, and solve issues. When you do that, you are able to grow and move your company forward. You are able to take things that are causing bottlenecks and eliminate them. And so you want to have structures. You want to have a culture of transparency and awareness to be able to solve these issues because growth in business is just solving bigger and bigger problems along the way. So create the structures in your business to identify issues. Don't be afraid of them. Don't personalize them. Just identify them, discuss them, and solve them. And your company is assured to grow to be more successful. Another fantastic lesson that we learned from one of our interviewees was to conduct recession drills. Now, think about this as doing emergency planning before the emergency actually happens. Many people, when times are good, they get complacent. But you always want to be understanding what's the worst case scenario? What's your downside? What, what could go wrong when times are good? Now, this interview he shared how several of his friends and peers were conducting recession drills. They were pre-planning out the emergency, this pandemic, before it actually happened. Now, they didn't know the pandemic was going to happen, but they were going through different events. Like if sales drop 30%, what decisions do they need to make? What things would they need to do financially? What things would they need to do within their culture? What other strategies could they use that might be countercyclical to help their business grow through any uh, recession or difficult period of time? You want to be thinking about ways that you can plan for the downside ahead of time. Now, I know many people probably didn't do this. We do this with our own clients when it comes to their investment portfolios. We want to quantify the risk ahead of time. We want to understand what we're going to do if their investments have a difficult period of time. We don't want to be planning for the emergency during the emergency. That's not what we do. I know entrepreneurs are going to build the plane as they're taken off, but we also want to be able to pr protect ourselves and put risk management in place before the risk actually shows up. Make sure that we have adequate liquidity. Make sure we know what hiring and you know, employment decisions we make. Understanding what parts of our business line might not be profitable that we might want to scale back on. 
All of those things can happen in advance. So before the next time, before the next economic environment that's difficult hits, conduct your own recession drill. I promise you it will be extremely valuable. Now, another thing that showed up during this pandemic and another lesson was to optimize downtime. Now, what does that mean? Is that many people might not have been operating at full capacity because clients and customers were no longer spending and there weren't as many jobs to do inside the company. So perhaps you know, your employees had less on their plate. They had more capacity. So this is a time to go back to one of those lists and one of those IDS lists that identify, discuss, uh, and solve lists is going to have projects. There's going to be issues to solve that might be longer term in nature. So when you have excess capacity in your business, now is the time to look at that project list to figure out what you can do inside your company to help it grow, to put in a new piece of software, to address a problem that can make your company better. There's probably a running list that you have of things you'd like to do in your business, but don't always have time for. This pandemic created, a, for many companies, an opportunity to work on their business that they normally don't get while they're working inside the business. So for you, create a running list of projects that you like to get done inside your business. Use any of your downtime to implement, to tackle those projects that are usually on the back burner for when there's free time. And so think about creating a list, an issues list in your business that's short-term and long-term. The long-term list can be that list that you can go to when there is excess capacity and there is time to work on the business that will help you grow as a company further. Now, eliminating communication gaps. This is something that is really important. Financially, there's often huge communication gaps between uh, the bookkeeper, between yourself, and between your CPA and your accountant. Uh, these need to be eliminated. So there's tools out there. There's systems out there. There's also different relationships that you can put into place that enable clear-cut communication. And there's also things inside of your business, going back to those rhythms that you're putting in place, which are you know, having daily huddles with your team, having weekly meetings with your team. Increasing the communication within your team and team members are going to eliminate those communication gaps. Now, you might have been used to having an office where everyone gathered together. And this going working remotely might have created an environment where there wasn't necessarily that same level of interpersonal communication. Well, with tools, with rhythms, you can be using Slack or Microsoft Teams to increase the communication. You can be setting up daily huddles within your business to kick off the day to know what everyone's working on. Uh, you can should be having weekly meetings as well with your key leaders to discuss how things are moving towards your priority, your goals and objectives for the quarter. You need to be eliminating community communication gaps throughout the way, but especially during challenging times. That entrepreneur operating system provides some good quarterly rhythms and habits to eliminate this communication gap and increase the effectiveness inside of companies. Now, the last thing that I wanted to share is that all of these entrepreneurs read books, they implement what they parts of what they read, and they even write their own. So a lot of these entrepreneurs had books to share, and they also have written their own books, which I think is fascinating to help them you know, put their thoughts down on paper, create structure within their organization, and also enhance their own credibility. Some of the books that were mentioned uh, during the 
during these interviews, I thought I would share with you. One of them is called Profit First. It's a financial book that really helps entrepreneurs create a system for their financial, financial structures inside of their business. Another one was Simple Numbers, Straight Talk, and Big Profits by Greg Crabtree, another fantastic financially focused book that isn't really dry like typical accounting books. Now, another book that showed up from one of our real estate related guests was called The Ideal Team Player. That might be a great book to read as it comes to hiring and company culture. Now, a few of our clients or a few of our interviewees also wrote their own books. One is called Get Real uh, by Anna Crow. Another one was called Notivation uh, by Dr. Kristen Kale. So books are critical in your growth and learning, not only in terms of reading them, but implementing things that you read and also perhaps writing your own books to enhance your credibility and enhance the way that you lead your companies and businesses forward. So the first nine interviews have been fantastic. We've learned so much. There were so many common themes from these successful business owners in ways to maximize their businesses and get and continue to grow personally and professionally. So I hope that you enjoyed this, you learned something from it. I'll continue to share throughout the interview process with these successful business owners that have been focused on growth and impact in their businesses, in their families, and in their communities. So check us out. It's called the Owner's Equity Podcast, and it can be found on Apple, Anchor, Spotify. Uh, and if you have any suggestions for guests, we're always open to them. So have a great rest of your uh, day. Thank you for listening and tuning in, and we look forward to bringing you more fantastic interviews in the future. Take care.